Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. I'm your host Adam, joining you from Joburg in sunny South Africa. Well, Joburg, sunny. And today I am joined by first of all Matt. Matt, how are you? How's OBS in Kapstadt? Yes. Not too bad. Not too bad. Nice and sunny as oh, well, I suppose. Cut okay. cold breeze, but otherwise it's sunny. Yeah. Actually, I do. I, yeah, I was fibbing a bit. It is a little bit chilly. And Alex, you're just down the road in Mowbray, reportedly. I still don't know. Yeah, the weather's is. actually not bad. Yesterday was raining quite hard, but uh, um, today is not sunny. And uh, yeah, lots good. 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 Uh, ben isn't here, unfortunately. Uh, apparently, he's just on dad duty. Um, and stuff watching kids work it's interesting he just wasn't able to make it today um so yes here we are uh i guess look sure but i don't know normally we, we talk nonsense um about something so i guess we'll get started with the news can we be that efficient alex go straight to the news uh yeah do, do you need my permission uh no i was i was just being a nice guy that's fine okay no, 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 no. I, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to throw your offering back in there. Oh, oh, um, oh, okay. Well, oh, I did. Well, look, I did. I ate a bagel earlier. It did make me think of you. So maybe that's where, why. Oh, where did you get the bagel from? Oh, no. It's just some Willie's ones. So it was okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I just had some eggs and stuff. So yeah, it was okay. There's a, there's, a, uh, there's a bagel shop near my in-law, so I might, might go and invest there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I guess I guess to start off with the news, we'll start off on some very sad news, actually. Uh, Sean Wainui, the... Uh, uh, Mari All Blacks and Chiefs, I guess we'll call him utility back. He was unfortunately killed in a car crash in New Zealand. Uh, I don't know the report in front of me right now, but I think it was early Monday morning. Um, so yeah, uh, 25, uh, two kids. Uh, the car accident, he also played for uh, the under 20 World Cup with New Zealand uh, in 2015, of which they won that tournament. And he made a Super Rugby debut with the Crusaders in 2016 before moving to the Chiefs in 2018, where he's been pretty much a bit of a stalwart, recently turning up in centre uh, as well. Uh, and obviously, everybody's been sending out their condolences, particularly to his wife and his two kids. Uh, in terms of where it may have taken place, I was just trying to find the location. Uh, but look, that's irrelevant. It's just very, very sad news. I can't believe he's 25. For some reason, I've always just seen him as an ever-present ever, ever in Super Rugby. Um, so yes, I guess obviously I'm serious that everybody from the podcast just sends out uh, their warmest wishes and condolences to the Wanyu family. Everybody that knew them and just to the New Zealand rugby fraternity at large, uh, just based on the social media reaction, was a highly respected and well-loved figure um, across across the country and I'm sure in many other places uh, as well. So condolences to the Wanyu family. Um, I guess we'll move on to more political business. We spoke about it on Monday. Uh, that we, I was asking why Sari hadn't taken over Western Province. Classic ERB style. Sari decided to listen to our podcast and then do something afterwards. Yeah. Possibly. The judge's uh, action immediately after the Yeah. We, 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 normally tick, we normally tickle these oaks. So, Sari have taken over administrative control of the Western Province Rugby Football Union. Uh, Rian Oberholzer, who's a former CEO of SA Rugby, he's been appointed to run the show there. So, in effect, them taking over as administrators means... The entire executive um, uh, executive structure within the Western Province Rugby Football Union, and I guess also the Western Province Rugby Company, um, they all, I guess, not, not forced to resign. Their positions have been made redundant, to use that term, since they're building it up from scratch. I mean, Zelt Maria, who was the clown 
that Empire led all this to happen, he has asked Sara to engage with the Stratcom that he had reportedly set up, which I assume contained many of his cronies, including a businessman who said they were doing good work, etc., etc. Um, I know that the non-rugby players' workers' union at Western Province have commended the move and the fact it took so long. Uh, as I said here in the story on rugby365.com, which has been reporting on it, uh, Maria is now gone. So uh, the fact that Saru took two months to do this, I think it's going to show how reluctant they were. But hopefully it's the start of better things. Um, and I suspect there'll be a whole restructuring of how Western Province works. As, as we've noted before, the football union um, is constituted by the amateur clubs. Um, and obviously if you involve amateurs in a professional business, things go awry. So, um, Alex, I mean, you're, you're there. And as is Matt, the Matt's got King's loyalties. Um, you hope this is going to be just good news? For Western Province and South Africa rugby as a whole, because Western yeah, Province has yeah. most of the country's best schools, amongst the, amongst the many good schools that play rugby. A lot of them are located in Cape Town and and, and surrounding, particularly in Stellenbosch, as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the on-field team is uh, has always been kind of distinct from the off-field mm. jambles of of Western Province rugby. Um, and just looking at the last couple of years, you know, we've had guys like. Steam cuts off and particularly these down the sharks uh, come through that system. So the the rugby itself isn't like isn't broken. Um, but, but I think most people would probably admit that West Province performs a bit below what it should in terms of uh, in terms of just rugby pedigree and being uh, as you say one of the schoolboy regions of South Africa um, and a lot of guys that end up overseas in French unions or or English unions are originally schooled in the in the Cape Town area or Powell area so hmm. um, look we all know that West, West Coast rugby has been a shambles for quite a while now um, from a business perspective and I think it's naive to say that doesn't carry across onto the field in some way. So, yeah, I hope I hope it's a turnaround of things. Um, I don't mind if if, if Stormers continue to underperform. Uh, I've never been like a Dory supporter kind of guy anyway. Um, I just want to watch good rugby. I like to see guys coming through the system, and I want. I want a happy environment. Like I want Western Province to be a place that rugby players want to be at. And at the moment, the last couple of years, particularly with like Kalisi and Imanami, Moon to Sharks, for example, uh, and Notche, it, it just seems like people want to get away, and um, that's kind of unpleasant. So I hope I hope their administration period is a positive one. Uh, I know there's a lot of risk involved and a lot of uncertainty, but yeah, my hope as a fan, I guess, is that there's a sort of new breath of fresh air at the club and players start to feel happy here because it is a beautiful place to earn money playing rugby. So if we can just sort out those those off-field issues, then I feel like West Prince will be one of the best clubs in the world. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, anybody who's been to Cape Town knows from a location perspective, a lot like 
the Premier League clubs in London having London as a draw card, Cape Town's very much the same. So I, I just from a meta SA perspective, I'm just glad it's it's done. Um, and then hopefully things improve. But also just South Africa does a lot better when we have strong provincial unions. Um, because the amount of talent that's in the Cape, I said they've they've managed to feed a lot of the teams in this country over the, over the last few years with high quality players. So it's good news. Uh, and hopefully the clown show has come to an end. So we will see. Um, I'm just interested to know the, the sort of revelations that will come out uh, about this. Matt is obviously as a Kings fan and seen your team going into administration, I think it was at least twice, possibly three times. Um, administration you think it's going to work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Dukes of administration. Uh, you think it's going to work out a lot better? Also uh, because it's, uh, I don't know, it, it's think, Western Province. So got more um, I want to be optimistic for Western Province sake and think that it is going to be a more positive outcome than the Kings because. I think yes. coming from because also I think the Kings were coming from a shittily built base, whereas mm. I think the the province have a much better, much longer base to build off of with regards to administration and all that. So mm. I, I hope it does come out more positive in the long run than yeah, Eastern Eastern Province rugby. Yeah, well, it's a golden opportunity. Um, I just hope you some lessons will be learned uh but this i mean talking about cape town and stuff uh we were speculating about the sa teams playing at home in the urc uh and assumed that we would be based italy that has now changed south africa will be the destination for four european teams um i think it's november when they host some of the teams uh it was confirmed last week friday that the clashes in round six and seven will take place in south africa's originally scheduled i think a major contributor to this was south africa being removed from the british government's uh, red list for COVID infections and all that stuff, uh, which implied that you'd had to spend 10 days in quarantine after the tent, after the two game tours, which naturally just doesn't suit professional sport. That's great. And even more importantly, combined to this, because the teams coming to South Africa are Zebra, Scarlet, Munster, and Cardiff, 2,000 fans will be, fully vaccinated fans, excuse me, they will be allowed to attend rugby matches in South Africa. This provision applies both to professional rugby and club rugby. Um, I'm a little bit sad though that schools can't well, do this because of that education department. Yeah, it's, an, it's a department of education. It's just yeah, sports and admin, sports and culture couldn't make that call. It's yeah. up for the department of education to make that call. Let's pray for the best. Uh, I mean, the department of education. Uh, also, find the kids can't get vaccinated just yet. Um, they're looking at it. No, no, they are looking at it, but at yes. the moment they can't be. So it's. Not, I guess it's right. not ideal as a situation too. No, no, that's true. I think because they're, they're talking about kids seven to twelve or something. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to remember. I saw a report recently, but yes, I know South Africa is. Thanks, Matt. That's actually, that's actually a very good point. Uh, I guess until you can have fully vaccinated kids and also uh, parents, some of which I'm sure aren't vaccinated. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole rabbit hole we won't go down. Pray for the best. Oh Jesus actually. Christ! I saw the. Have you guys seen the posters for the Af- African Christian Democratic Party? Oh, God, no. Yeah. They hate oh, everything. Fuck, they are so... They, my favorite they, one they is... Love, my they favorite, love abortion. No, well, that's the thing. My favorite is they like, yes, say say yes to bodily integrity. Say yes to choice. And I'm like, no, no, uh, no. Say yes to bodily integrity sometimes. Say yes to choice sometimes. There's a massive asterisk missing from their posters. Yes, yeah, so, sorry. I'm, this, I'm, I'm not going to get involved no. in this discussion. No, fair, but yeah, I was just like, no. Yeah, well, just sorry for context, the South African local government elections are coming up on November 1st, where our city, district, and municipal people's politicians, uh, we'll vote for them to see who comes in, and the ACDP, they're, they're just a very religious party 
and their platform was a platform of no we don't like a lot of these things <laughs> apparently but naturally if um if that's, you, if that's what you personally believe so be it and just from a, a marketing standpoint it doesn't seem very high your bar i don't know the, the posters are not, are not very alluring i drove back from hearties yesterday and i saw a few of them out there i was like oh okay the campaign in this area speaking of campaigns um the Springbok squad to the northern hemisphere has been named on tuesday of course it's on a tuesday and not a monday um i'm just trying to think here who might be injured so Franz herb is gone we know that much flap to flap to kirk sorry flap to kirk uh flap to clack excuse me they're not going to make the squad think of injuries there's also injury concerns over chasing colby um he missed a few tests in australia 38 players expect to be named and obviously evan russ of western province who's apparently has a british passport thanks ap crenier for scaring everybody but i, I think he'll, he'll make his debut for south africa very soon <coughs> he's been excellent in, in the rc he'll be among those players i mean we could go talk a bit about the squad i'm glad ben's not here because he loves squad discussions but you know he's uh, not <laughs> but let's, let's just run up the injury discussion. I think Arkea yes. is out. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 And then, yeah, so I don't know if you guys want to do like a quick dirty like preview of the, or guess who's going to be in the squad. Uh, no, I was just going to say maybe some bolters. We, we know what the general box squad's going to be like, some guys that might be included yeah. um, into the mix. So Ruos is one. I just hope Apelady Fassi gets more of a go. Warren Kalant's shown some very good form. We'll talk a little bit about URC. Um, yeah, so, so let's talk about Ruos, baby, because... The question is, who who's blessing mm. uh, That would be uh, Dwayne Vermeulen, uh, Jasper Visa. Mm. Uh, what I'm saying is, are those, are those guys going to be left behind? No, but I, maybe. I, I don't think Russ. I, I mean, I'd love to, but I don't think he's going to be in the squad. No, I think Ulrich Lowe is more, more than likely to go in his place. Yeah. Mm. More well, likely think... as someone who as as the sort of outside loose forward joining yeah. the squad i think Lowe's just ahead of ruiz by like a, pl- a position but i think it's for more along the lines of what alex is alluding to is that we just solid at eighth man right now that ruiz mm, is yeah. just knocking on a door that's kind of locked exactly. i if he isn't chosen i very much assume the coaches have been in his ear he will be a spring block by the end of next year uh but also Dwayne Vermeulen isn't exactly getting any younger When's the rugby world? It's only yeah, the rugby world cup's only two years away. Yeah. So, geez, well, I mean that, that's come around fast. It's not far at all. Um, so he will be a Springbok by the end of next year. I like the Holland pick. Um, he's shown some. I'm glad the the move to Western Province worked out for him. Actually, it seems to be he's been thriving a little bit um, in the in the northern hemisphere conditions. Uh, any other bolters? I mean, we're, we're missing Faf, which I think is probably a good thing. Give more of our second string, uh, especially. Um, Sorry, I've totally lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it could be Hershey Yankees. Hershey, thank starting, you. Yes. Uh, with be great. Radak on the bench. That's a yeah. likely combination. Yeah. And then uh, Jordan Hendricks, uh, oh, sorry, Jaden Hendricks mm. uh, is injured. Yeah. Um, Nele Nohamba, I'm not sure if he's injured. He's uh, not getting Grant, starts, though. No. Yeah, Grant Williams was kind of the, the nascent line. 
so I guess those would be the three the three scrummies on Twitter. Unless we see Ron Pinot coming back somehow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is why, as much as I like uh, Herocraft and Twitter, we need to basically see any new faces as a replacement. So the question mm. you always have to ask yourself is, who's not going yeah. in order to create space for someone we think is exciting, like uh, Evan Lewis or even Al Um So currently, you know, the injury, that's why the injury list went through just now. It's important. Mm. And it's a reason why you'll see Grant Williams on tour because Faf is injured. Otherwise, you'd see Faf, Herschel, and Corpus. So, you know, unfortunately, that's why I don't see Evan Rose going. Um, I do... Okay, so Fassi is currently in the squad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other names that are being thrown around are Tyron Green and mm. Warwick Flam. But unless we drop someone like Orozco Speckman or Yalpekai from the squad, then I don't see how we have space for another outside back. Even if it's someone like Warwick Flam who's been playing very well. Now, I do think that, like, Apollo Fasi and Warwick Flam are probably the fullbacks to take us to the next World Cup. But I don't see... I don't see how they both make it in. Um, yeah, especially with Horson. Um, I think if anybody hasn't seen it, sorry to just to jump in here. Uh, Squidge's video on the box victory over the All Blacks just spoke about a bit of bias, I'd argue, from from Squidge, but fair enough. Just the importance that Horson offers from an attacking perspective, filling in often a 10 um, for the box. And that and, and in defense, I know you had a bit of a shocker into the hard ball in the Ruse defense. Yes, that's correct. Sorry. Uh, in LaRue's defense, <laughs> you need... You I need was wondering where the fuck you were going Wait, with Kursen. Who, who I was did like, you think I was talking... I, I didn't say LaRue. Sorry, I'm you talking about LaRue, but you're talking about fullback. You said Kursen like three times. Oh, did I? Yeah, well, he's that's what I was like. Okay, cool. When did, I was like thinking, when the fuck did Squidge do a video on the oh, Blue sorry, Bulls talking, discussing yeah, like how these guys are... I, I, I didn't sleep well the last two nights. I mean, I slept well okay, but the weekend's kind of caught up with me. <laughs> so I'm playing, playing catch-up. Um... But our fullback replacements either haven't been in the squad long enough or have enough um, experience to fulfill that very important role do we that Leroux plays. Unless I mean, Alton starts. Do I, we I leave Leroux at home out of curiosity or out of the squad to force? I, Good I, I question. Take, I would take him. Because yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play him, but I would take him into Okay. And then yeah. start Fassi and Galant, Galant over yeah. him. Yeah. Well, or even Alton could start. Would be a good opportunity for him. That'd be nice. Alton and uh, at, at ten, I, at ten. So yeah. I, 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 I would actually leave Alton out of the Really? But then yeah. who's the? Uh, but then who's on the next cab? After ten, we're a little bit short. You got Damien Willemser, who offers utility value, but in terms of a specialist ten, yeah. I, I, I don't, well, don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I would. It's tough because between Alton and Monet then. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like we we only need one. Yeah. Um, and we like I don't know who the next specialist ten is. Like if if Hunter Apollo doesn't make the next World Cup for some reason, who do we play then? Uh, that's a bit of a problem. It is a problem, and that's a question that like Jacques Nava needs to be thinking about now. Mm. I think, because in so many other positions we can ask that question. Like if if Damien Dellinger 
first leg a week before the World Cup, I would play Damien Lewis as 12. Yeah. Mm. It wouldn't be ideal, but we could do that. Same with Lucanio Am and Jess Krill. Same with you know, someone like Valeri Apelelfasi. Um, and even, you know, Dwayne mean we can replace with uh, Jasper Visa or whatever. Mm. So in, in almost every position, I feel like we kind of have some certainty about who the next person line is. And, and 10 is like the big question where if Andre Pollard for whatever reason just can't play, do we go to a veteran like Elton or Mornes Stan? And that's fine for one game. But in terms of succession planning, it just seems like we don't have an answer there. Like it's such yeah. to be Bosch, eh? Yeah, but he hasn't, he just hasn't kicked on, hey? It was his for the taking. Like he, no, he definitely. That's a, I wonder yeah. if it's a coaching issue or something. Because, like, if the Sharks know. have just outcoached him out of the, that position or something. A lot of like, players that thrive at the Sharks. Um, and he's been there a long time. And yeah. as recently as, like, a year or so ago, he was doing really well. Like, I, mm. most people would have probably said he should be, like, in the box or whatever. Uh, not necessarily starting, but... Definitely, like, know, in the squad. Yeah, like, in the squad. And and as, like, a bit of a project player, the same way Dem Villips has seen. Yeah. And in that time, we've seen guys like Apelelefasi make that step. And Bosch just hasn't. Like, I, I don't think it's a coaching thing. I, I mean, maybe it's a compatibility thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he just has, like, the, the same kind of attitude that he had, you know, three years ago when you could afford to be a little bit hot-headed as a youngster. And like a bit up and down, and everyone said, "Okay, he needs time to settle the position." And he played ten for the for the Sharks for a long time, and even then, like I know, just never took the step up. And we in we've seen guys like Lana Quinier and mm. Porter Chamberlain variously, and Monty Lebok also starting ahead of him. Yeah, and mm. I don't know, like it just seems to be something. If I was him, I would. Overseas. I think I saw yeah. someone else share that as that sentiment as well. Yeah, uh, I forgot about Lebok. I just hope he gets a good run. I think half the problem then has been his inconsistency in starts. Is Lebok? So I'm going to mention a name. Don't get bleak. Robert Dupre. I have no idea how he's doing in Europe. Uh, no, he's old news. Yeah, I think he's missed his window. He's now sort of. He's going to be. How to put it? He's most probably going to be just just good enough to most probably be in the conversation, but actually, if you put him <laughs> yeah. there, he's not going to thrive. Yeah, he's good enough to get into he's the conversation. Good enough though, for it. us to for like Sharks fans to like make YouTube highlight reels of him performing well in Yo, Europe. Beast mode, Robert Dupre. And like over like some weird like <laughs> license-free dubstep music, and <laughs> yeah. or trapped or whatever. And then, yeah, I think. If in the setup he will he'll struggle, of this yeah. like he won't necessarily thrive within the mm. Springbok setup. I I I just think there's like a whole tier, and every nation has them, but there's a whole tier of like guys who you probably could play um, for the national team, and like it wouldn't embarrass you for like three tests or whatever. Mm. But like you're Robert Dupree, Chris Smith, even the mm. youngsters like Ted Rollett. Lana Kunia, um, 
Lionel ain't a youngster no more. Lionel Crenia. No, they're not young. Like just a, it, a specific level of player. Yeah, like just two. just like yeah. a a guy like Rotsky. If like if there's a plane crash and we had to fly him in to play for this few months, fine, whatever. Like you know, he's a professional regular. Like I believe he should be a professional regular, but he's not a spring rock. Like I wouldn't pick him over someone like Cade Wallace, mm-hmm. uh, even though he might be like temporarily better. I don't know, like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, he's a squad band-aid more than he's actually, like... Yeah. I'm, so, gap, I'm sorry I even like brought up gap. his name. No, no, but <laughs> no, it's fair, like, no, because it's a discussion. <laughs> it's a discussion we're going to have to have next week when they announce the squad, and who's, he's not in the, it. Who's the Lions... I, think I just, I just want to get confused. The Lions fly off, he did his ACL again. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, he was he was lighting things up, but then he got injured twice. It isn't, it's not Hendrick, sir. That's why I'm very wary of getting confused because there's a, there's a couple of them. Yeah, um, uh, I think you, he's not interested. Uh, I, was, I was going to say Jordan's injured. Um, but I, I, I can't blank now. Um, same here. Sorry, I, I feel I full would know the answer to this. I'm thinking of full. Yeah, you know, any any of our Lions fans really? Aren't, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> you know, there are guys like, like speaking of Lions flyers, like Sean Reynolds. Um, Wait, yeah. yeah, I mean, people listen to podcasts, man, I don't even know yet. It's Jordan, yeah, it's Jordan Hendrix, sir. Yeah. He was the guy I was thinking of. So at least I wasn't completely on crack. I was yeah. I was in the ballpark. It's like if, you, if you had to throw, a, like, a random cap at a fly half um, just to cover the, the crass of the squad, I would rather, like, even a junior man like Lankvillier mm. or, like, a youngster that's sharing potential, like Winch Chamberlain, you know, I can I can understand the logic of that. I wouldn't do it, but I can understand the logic. Mm. Um, whereas Rock to Pure, for me, like, very low risk, low reward kind of player. <laughs> and just, like, I, there's no upside. Like, there's no reason to play him ahead mm. of someone like an Alton Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, if the, for the proverbial car crash. I mean, mentioning to Pure, are his brothers going to get a look in? Um, I think. Dan, not necessarily. John, no, maybe. Dan. Yeah. I hope Jean does. Uh, I've always been a big yeah. fan of his. It's the pity that he. I don't know why the box, the coaches. I have no idea, but he's got the tools. Um, maybe and he's got a shit attitude. Possible. You, I mean, you never it's know. a big thing that we don't really know. Mm. That maybe yeah. he's just got a shit attitude at practice that doesn't gel with how the team's supposed to work. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, it will be interesting to to see. I, I piece of me hopes Marcel Kutsia even gets recalled. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the big question is like, is what do we do about the lock slash blind side role? Yeah. Um, with Achisteman and Nicholas Sands from Rensburg injured and Peter Stephen Um, You know, do we just say, fuck it, we're going to play our best players available and go Khaleesi, Quaka, Dwayne um, with like uh, Mark of a sudden Jasper's bench? Or do we say, okay, we actually need more grant, we can play Master there, um, and start with Eben Lewis. Or do we say, we looking at the next generation, we can play Ori, um, and Jean Luc Dupree? I mean, Pirate I think. Andrews. Sorry, I can't believe you said Ori in the next generation in <laughs> the same sentence. I was going to say Ruben. Sorry. I actually don't know. I was going to say Ruben from Hearden, but also I have no idea how old he is, because he offers a bit more, quite a lot of grants. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see. 
like one. Oh, I mean, we we did a brief with Nicholas Jansman um, but I would like to see like a bit of a specky on someone like like a um, Nokia, um, JD Schickling, Ruben Fidhiden, Ruben Skuman. Ah, Fidhiden's twenty three, Ari's yeah. twenty eight. So that's I'll, interesting. Yeah. I would take like one kind of fringe guy. And then obviously Eben Lord Mustard. Um and I, I guess Ori's like the fourth in line currently with Arca out. Um mm. which is whatever. I mean I'm I'm not a huge fan, but he's obviously there he's something in him and he he's been quite good at the lineup, so maybe that's his role, just like general of the of the lineup. Mm. Um but yeah. Um I don't want to sidetrack us from, from the Springbok squad, but do you guys want to talk about the Dylan Richardson selection? Oh, well, it was on the news. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, so like, yeah, well, I guess we'll move it on. Yeah, Dylan Richardson, he has been called up to the Scotland squad. His father was apparently born in Edinburgh, and that apparently caused a bit of consternation in certain Scottish rugby circles. I mean, some guy made some tweets. I don't know who it was. I just saw the replies of his tweet, and they cut off the person who, who posted it first about SA players talking in tongues. Something along those lines. Not so, talking uh, talk. Uh, not, there are not enough Scots talking tongues. Yes. Is what they uh, said. And even Pierre Skirman, who got called into the squad, he also made the comment that Flyer... I, I have a feeling, though, because we are losing context in whether he was trying to tell a joke, um, that he said it's easy to sing a, a national language in one one language. Uh, yeah. versus Skirman. Skirman. Well, yeah, that was Skirman. Skirman. Okay. No, that was, no, that was Skirman. I feel like Skirman's the kind of guy who would make that poor joke. I think it's a joke. Uh, it just doesn't cr- come across well in text. But Richardson, um, I think first of all, good, good and dirty Richardson. I don't, I, I'm a big fan of his, but I don't see him cracking into the Springbok team because it's just it's a fucking bus stop. There's so much shit standing in his way to play for the box. I think he's, I think he's a good player. Good work rate, good yeah. ball carrier. What I mean, played at hooker, so he's got that experience in the front row to toughen him up, I guess, to, to talk uh, colloquially. I think it's a good pick for Scotland. Um, I just do think the whole residency rule, <laughs> we spoke about this, they're a bit of a joke. Oops, how many non-Scots are in that squad now? Four or five? New ones? It's, so, it's a bit of a mockery. Yeah, me. I mean, so non-Scots is, uh, is where the debate lies. At what like, what is the threshold? Okay, so we know what the, the threshold is. I mean, it's like a, there's a residency component, there's a, a parent component, the grandparent component. Um, mm. So in Dylan Richardson's case, his dad was born in Edinburgh. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, you guys see, you guys say you saw Scottish fans up in arms. I didn't see that. I saw Scottish fans embracing him as as a Scot mm. and saying, "Oh, you know, we're so happy to have a a player of his caliber, and he's going to improve our team," which I believe is true. But and I, and I I don't think he's going to play for Fox, but that's not here nor there. So the question is, you know, for me, is is Dylan Richardson Scottish? Um, no. Well, I say, I say no. Yeah, it's a tough no, one I mean, though. Through because it's he's as Scottish as I think, more Scottish than a couple of others with by virtue of his dad. 
Yeah, like Sean Maitland wasn't Scottish. Like, I mean, uh, this isn't to say just to put out there, uh, 100% Richardson doing it. You know, that's just the, that's the market. It's been incentivized. So him going to go play for Scotland, totally agree with that. If I was in his position, I'd probably do the same. But he was schooled in South Africa, raised in South Africa, born in South Africa, uh, and went through South African rugby systems. So essentially, he's a South African product that's been parachuted, that will be parachuted in, and he will make Scotland better. And he'll probably be a very good player for him, no but, doubt. Oh, so but let's, let's, let's have the conversation. Um, because everything you just said is true, but I don't, I don't buy it because it isn't a market-based, like, it's different. If Dylan Richardson was signing for Glasgow or Edinburgh, then everything you said is relevant. He's going to make them a bit team. He's got a career to worry about. He wasn't going to make it locally or whatever, uh, which is debatable. And it's it's market based. You know, they made him offer to move to Scotland to play for the team that he saw as more advantageous than local. That's all fine for club rugby, but for international rugby, if you're not a product of, of a country, then I don't think you have business re- representing the country. Like I know that's not the way the system works. I know that we've seen a lot of guys say for company, countries that are debatably theirs or not. But, like, I, you know, for me, Dylan Richardson is a South African rugby player. And the fact that he can't make it for the park, or maybe, maybe he can, maybe can't, the fact that his father was born in Edinburgh is relevant. Like, I don't, I, I don't give a shit with his dad was born. <laughs> like, his dad can go play for Scotland. I don't care. Um, and I know it's difficult because in rugby, unlike football, that's where the money is. If you're not playing international rugby, chances are you, you won't maximize your income. So people make these decisions and, and the test teams make these decisions based a lot more on profits than things like nationalism. Um, and you might think, like I think, uh, that borders are stupid and nationalism is stupid and things like having a national anthem, having a queen and whatever, all the things that come with nationhood you might think those things are stupid. But we have a system of international rugby that is based on that. And before each each game, each test game, we line up and sing a national anthem, wave our flag, and it's stupid and updated and you know, it's it's very nineteenth century or eighteenth or twentieth century or whatever, but we still do this. So, you know, should Michael Checker coach the Argentine team? I don't think so. Should Scotland select Dylan Richardson? I don't think so. Um, you know, should should someone like Severis, for example? Uh, okay, bad example, but <laughs> you. I, 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 I don't know, like, I feel very fuddy-duddy when I make this point, and I think a lot of people misunderstand me, and I understand it's not a big deal, 
Um, you know, and that, that, that seal has kind of been broken a long time ago. But, you know, someone like an Ollie Cable who moved to Scotland, lived there for a long time, played rugby, mm. and eventually became part of their community and became part of their society to the point where Scotland said, okay, we recognize your contribution to Scottish rugby and we'd like to consider you a Scot for selection. For me, it holds a lot more water than the fact that Dylan Richardson's father was born in Edinburgh. No, I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. Residency, and, you're earning it. You're becoming part of the culture. I think it's five years. Yeah. World Rugby are the ones to blame for this bullshit as well. Because it suits the Northern Hemisphere nation to a degree in New Zealand and Australia too. Yeah. Um, to make it very easy to pick up highly talented players who can't play for other countries for various either being uh, like uh, rugby reasons or economic reasons. So, I mean, I do find it a bit farcical. I, th- I think it's very silly. Um, and the guys who spend time in Scotland and then playing for Scotland, like a VIP on Nell, that I can I can get on board with to a degree. Yeah. I think five, I, I think the residency rule was three years. It's now meant to be five. I, I, I can't remember, but... More on board of that. So I tend to agree with you, apart from you wanting to burn down the Westphalian st- state system. <laughs> but we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. We've we, we got a few more new, uh, points to come. But yeah, um, I, I can go to files about this. Yes. I, I, look, yeah, I think it's ridiculous as well. Hit me up on Twitter. Like, give me your head. Tell me you think I'm wrong. <laughs> Matt, is I, Alex wrong? Or is he right? No, or are you like, he's particularly wrong. Yeah. But, uh, I, would you burn down the, the international system? And I mean, while we're at it, <laughs> there was a, no, I mean, there's that anarchist yeah. joke about I'm all for the reunification of uh, North and South Korea because at least there'll be one less state at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I know it's not a, it's not a big deal. It's not com- it is complicated. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know exactly where the line is or where it should be, mm. uh, but I I feel very strongly that. Richardson is not Scottish. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'd rather have him uh, do the time before he does the I'm, crime. I'm, I'm very happy for him, but it, it feels wrong. I have, a, I have a feeling he'll go to a Scottish club. I mean, he's going to have to go soon, yeah, because... Do they do central contracting in Scotland? Uh, like an island? No, I don't think... Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so, because Oh, uh, right. It's been playing in France, for example. And I think, yeah, uh, I think uh, Scotland is less worried about it than... Like, Ireland is the most overzealous when it comes yeah. to that. Like, like they sort mm. of, like, monitor, like, how many foreigners are in each squad and move them around. Because that, isn't that... That's what's how Ruan Pinar got sent mm. home. Is that, like, I, no, I we pro- actually I, need more Irish yeah. minds. So, sorry, I, you can't I have... I do not have a problem with that uh, at all. In a way. If they're police... I mean, police yeah. Someone's got... doing something about it. That's like it's it's uh, I'm not jealous of being charged with that kind of thing because you know from a club perspective I do understand like it is a lot more profit based so you know if you if you're a monster or whatever at the end of the day you're like fuck it we just want good players yeah. um and if you're a monster supporter you like yeah yeah it's, it's up to your conscience to say. I'd rather watch a team of foreigners win than locals lose. Mm. Um, you know, personally, that's like how I would like to see my local team run, but whatever. Um, 
I just think international rugby should be different. Like we, it's not a, it's not a, a zero sum game. And, you know, when it comes to results, it's not enough to say, oh, we're going to be a better team with Dinovich in it. Because you'll be a better team with, you know, George Bridge or, or Rich Munger. Like, why didn't you select those guys? Like, the fact that their dads went born in Edinburgh, who gives a fuck? Like, you know, times have changed so much. Like, people were born all, all over the place. Um, and like they, I don't know. I just feel like national rugby. I feel very old school when I say this kind of thing. But national rugby should be protected um, more than club rugby should. And yeah, that's how that's how I feel. Anyway, hit me up on Twitter. Give me your head. Tell me I'm wrong. Whatever. We'll have the conversation. And how do they reach you at Twitter, Alex? What's your handle? Oh uh, fuck, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Again, let's just search Alex Tar Rugby. Alex, oh, it's Alex the Tar. Alex the Tar. There you go. You can then give him your, give him your hate um, <laughs> and then kick off a conversation. Uh, someone, I was going to use the word hate as, 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 a, as a segue. I don't really have one right now. Uh, Rick Cora Betty, he isn't going to be touring for the end of your tour with Australia. Uh, he's decided to stay at home to help care. Well, just, well you know, be dad uh, because they apparently have a young kid. In Melbourne, he's got two boys, and he's not going on tour uh, for the end of year one, uh, because I know the Aussies are in Japan at the moment. And reportedly, it might uh, it might be a bit of an overstatement, but they are saying that maybe he won't play for Australia again, in a sense, especially because Corey Betty has signed with the Panasonic Wild Knights. In Japan, he'll be playing for Robbie Deans in the Japanese Top League. Um, and I must admit, he, and I know from a draft point of view, I've always had lots of jokes about him, um, but a good player. Uh, I think it'd be Australia's loss. So, uh, the one thing that's always impressed me about him is his work rate. Um, I don't think his defense, his Aussie commentators always had to, oh my God, he's such a good defender. Da, 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 da. He, he was good, but his work rate is there. You always saw his work rate was 110%, uh, which, I, which I can always admire. But of a loss for the Wallabies, he had a very good rugby championship. Um, but I guess I was in Mitch's shoes. Sorry, Mitch. You're, you're my uh, name for, of, <laughs> for all of the Australian rugby public. I'd be very excited to see who takes his place. Um, it's almost like the spring box. If you lose one, it's always exciting to see a youngster being given a chance. Um, but if, if Alex had his way, D- Dave Rennie wouldn't be coaching the Wallabies. We had no idea what would be going on. So <laughs> uh, we'll see. So uh, just, Matt, there's a comment about Corey Beatty not going uh, for family reasons, pretty much. I think it's understandable. I mean, I'm, all, I'm kind of all for players sort of opting out of selection. For specifically for like family reasons and mental health reasons and that I do think there's a lot of space for that and we should be not necessarily celebrating but definitely giving lenience to players wanting to do to take make that decision because I think it's also long term good for the specific player for them to be able to say like look and whether or not this now does mean that he'll never be picked for Australia. I feel like that's a bit short-sighted from Australia to sort of knee-jerk react like that to a player deciding maybe it's not the best for me to play this particular tour Mm. or whatever. Like, I feel like that coming from Australia to then say, okay, cool, then never again, 
is I think a far more overreaction than it should be. But I don't think that's actually the reaction. I think no, no, it's just me- media speculation. speculating, yeah. So yeah, I can read who wrote the story. I'm just using it. But yeah, I'm all for players sort of Chris Dorian, yeah, recognizing no when they need a break. Yeah, I guess it's bringing the conversation to Australia's tour. I mean, Quake Cooper's come back and he's definitely made Australia stronger. Simon Karevi, also 100%. Um, I don't know Loli, so he's not going on tour. Um, but hopefully he just comes back stronger next year because he is the future 10 of Australian rugby and I think he's a very good player. Uh, Pone Farmacili, uh, he's injured his calf. He's been called up twice. I don't even know who's been capped yet. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I, I'm very interested to see australia doing this tour they're getting bigger uh, but there's also i mean it's just speculation but the likes of luke morahan uh, takedi nayavoro rob simmons jesse mock jeff Dempsey. i'm just reading those in this list yeah i wouldn't bring back Cody bill i did think he's about past it sean mcmahon a lot of these guys are already based overseas so the aussies are also benefiting from selecting guys that are not based in australia uh, mm. i don't know the problem is how long is a piece of string they've been very picky about that especially at lock um so yeah a, I'm interested to see how the squad diverse, particularly with some of the overseas guys coming back, and B, just how they're going to do uh, against the Southern Hemisphere teams. It'd be nice if we can wipe them. I don't think that'd be the case, um, but I'm very interested to know. We haven't had had an end of your tour for two years almost now, so it'd be good just to measure uh, everybody else. So, uh, I guess speaking of overseas, just to quickly go through some of the United Rugby Championship results from the previous weekend. Uh, the Lions unfortunately lost 26-10. Reading the group, I just the comments of the Lions' performance was very poor. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get an opportunity to watch, but a lot of handling is there. I did watch a lot of the Stormers Dragons game. The scoreline, I think it's actually accurate. The 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 Stormers did score a try in the last minute or two when Leon was us um, chased down a ball, those turnover, kicked down the field. The Stormers physically were dominant. They just literally sat in the Dragons 22 for most of the second half, uh, which is really impressive. The one thing that is getting to me is the handling. Of Southern South African players in general. I remember, I'm, hopefully, the Sharks have improved a bit. But a couple of weeks ago, I watched the Sharks. The amount of knock ons that we've seen from the South African team, I know they're playing in conditions that are perhaps unfamiliar with, but I hope this will be one of the things that we'll benefit from. Just better handling in the tight, in particular, like especially around the ruck. Guys are knocking on um, so much, it's like really frustrating. I don't know, Alex, if I know you didn't watch this weekend or Matt's, but I, I just get the I feeling. Watched a fair few. I, watched, I watched my. I'm, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for hmm. Ulster this season, I think. They're looking... Yeah, no, they, but now I, feel like now, now I feel like they're like on an unbeaten run, so it's like... So, it's, so, so I'm chasing glory, which I'm not. I, <laughs> I think we should all just identify that I'm not. But yeah. I think yeah. they had a good game. I actually, yeah, that's I watched that game in its entirety and I picked up okay. a couple of other games. Here and there, like halves here and there throughout the weekend. I don't know. I like that game, but ugh, I think SA. I think it's also guys are exhausted. I mean, mm, how long yeah. the Bulls have been playing? Well said. I mean, how long on the trot now? That except for one is exhausted. just wants to play. Yeah. Yeah. Stands yeah. Up, guys, it's okay. Take a race week. I'll handle it this weekend. I'll play. Yeah. I'll play yeah. one to fifteen. Nothing else to do this before. Yeah, and they have been on tour. I'm glad you raised that math last one. Um, they've been on tour, I think, for about like a month now, and also in bubbles, etc. So I think coming back to South Africa will be very helpful. I think. But just, they've uh, also we, been we... playing rugby. I mean, think about it. We since we started Super Rugby Mzanzi, we've not stopped. We've had Super Rugby yeah. Mzanzi yeah. Curry Cup. Then we played something else. Then we had Curry Cup again this year. Then that we went straight to the URC. Like. 
our players haven't had a break since yeah. since we started playing yeah. rugby again. And I think it's... yeah, re- remember last year like we were thirsty for rugby, like we we didn't have any rugby for so long, and then it's almost like the dam wall broke, and we tried to fit so many fair cups in and and super rugby unlocked and Mzazi or whatever. Uh, and then straight into the URC, the British Knights Lions to the rugby championship. Like, I think, I mean, I would, I would never say, you know, too much, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me that the players might have a bit of a mental, like, fatigue setting in. And there's been a lot of noise made about the refereeing standards and doors. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should talk about that. No, that's. Uh, it's on both sides, so yeah. uh, so I mean that that's neither here nor there. Uh, but it's uh, uh, same as Marika Corbetti. The point you made, Matt, is about mental wellness, and sometimes as fans, we're such a like, oh, they're just playing rugby. We have no idea the sort of conditions uh, that, that these guys yeah. are living in, and the fact we are getting rugby is a privilege. I'm just happy they're coming home. They're going to get a big week, a few weeks break now, um, coming up very shortly, I think, yeah. a, a month, correct? Which will do, I think, everybody I think, a world of good. Between, I think, yeah, round five and six. Yeah. It's a solid month rest, at least. Yeah, I think that's going to do, particularly the SA teams, uh, a world of goods. And I, I, I do think some of the, I think you made the point last week, Alex. Uh, these Oaks, some of them have never left Wales. <laughs> some, some of these players, for all we know, and now they're going to come to South Africa. They should be playing Kimberley or Ben made the point. Uh, the really oh, Alex, has been sh- Alex has been trying to push that they should play in Prisca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, did you see that field? That field is like, fucking dangerous. Like, you know what? That field's that field to me is the argument for why you should be allowed to play with leggings. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's because of that pitch came out and was rugby. Okay, fuck it. Fuck it. No, I mean, Oak's playing on this. No, no, no. Leggings. Like, <laughs> jeans, guys. <laughs> jeans. You play in for jeans. The, for the uninformed. <laughs> Well, what was this picture? It was in the Northern Cape. No, it's, it's, not, like it's not a picture. It's it's video of the guys playing. Yeah. And I think I'm video. after like one ruck, you actually can't see the players anymore because of the dust. Yeah. This is in the Northern Cape. Yeah, Prisco's Northern yeah. Cape, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, or, or even Uppington. They just bump it up to Uppington where it's 40 degrees easily. Uh, often. We all know they'll play in Cape Town Stadium. It's going to be beautiful backdrop. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll probably rain. Even though it never rains in Cape Town, well, it doesn't rain that often in the summer. It'll probably rain. I mean, to it make rained feel like this all home. week last week. So. <laughs> this is like the last weekend was this week. Uh, is it? Well, Joburg, yeah. when they're kind of Pretoria, they've got to watch out for lightning. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'm out of the news. Actually, I feel like I'm missing something, though. I was yes, Richardson. you're missing the biggest news of the weekend. Uh, Speaking of signings. Uh Yes. Nala Gold signed a new co- uh, a new addition to their coaching staff. Yes, Carla Spencer. Okay. I, I like the, I like the Google. I like the tweet. That, that was quite correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he's he's coaching Nola. Nola, yeah. yeah. Your your, your Gold. Boys. I thought he's Ben's boys. No, Sorry, I think Alex boys. and Ben both have been shouting. Uh, they, they were my boys because they had a. Always uh, Ben Gold. He says. They had. They used to have a tar thing prepped for them. Ben tar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was cracking that, but but I really like the free jacks now. Uh, uh, you you've also joined me with the free jacks. Yeah, that kit's kiff though. I won't I've, let you I've do it. Yeah, I've always been a fan of their just their kit. Um, I don't particularly care for New England, but um, yeah, after I think Bentar, I haven't seen it for a while, so I I've been backing free jacks. But uh, yeah, it's cool to see Key Carlos crashing again. 
Um, and I, I, I know we mentioned Alton a bit earlier. I really feel like Carlos Spencer takes a lot of credit for the player that Alton developed into. Um, so just like having him involved in in road coaching is good. Yeah. Good for him. And I reckon for yeah, for someone like him who's been sort of on the fringe coaching fringe, so to speak, like as a, I think the only head coach position he's had is the Kings. I think for him yeah. to sort of have maybe a more senior position in like the US where the stakes aren't necessary. I mean, even at the Kings, the stakes most probably weren't the highest, but they were still a lot higher than maybe your first season needs to be in Super Rugby. So I reckon, yeah, like just a good couple of seasons to hone yourself as like a head coach in the US would actually be quite useful for a coach like Carlos. Yeah, and uh, I know when the Beast came back to South Africa, he, he spoke very highly of just the culture, rugby culture. It, it's just a bit more chilled out um, in a way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've always loved Carlos Spencer. Um, so I was looking at Sarabia now to make sure if I've missed anything, Alex. I guess we could just top it off, top the off. Uh, just a quick look at the squads. Who are the players they named here? Kovas Rana, Afasi, we know about him, Rana, Kwa Smith, Salman Murat. Hmm. hmm. Is that a guess? Yeah, it's. I was trying to see who wrote this. Craig Lewis. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, and he's yeah. said, uh, uh, Dweba. I mean, we're all Will fans of Dweba. Um, uh, something I mean, like that. There. Yeah, mm. there's, there's going to be like one specky pick yeah. at luck. Um, it could be Murat. Um, so Murat's like quite good history for those who don't know. His, his parents. I think his dad or his granddad or someone founded one of the oldest drug clubs in Cape Town during the days of apartheid where playing rugby was generally considered a white-only activity. Um, he captained Paul Boys. He captained... Which, which club? Uh, I couldn't what's called called Limelitha. Um, so I thought of SK Walmers, but that can't be accurate. No, it's not SK, it's not SK no. Walmers. Uh, okay. I think it's out in the, in the, uh, not the one, but the, the oh, okay. Clubbies. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure. I just thought it, he picked up uh, quite a few yellow cards. Was, but actually, I say that now, Jasper Visa yeah. is a penalty machine, so that should not count against you. That's for sure. Well, I mean, you got to walk the line. So, you know, obviously, we don't want to play with the man down for 10 minutes, so mm. it is a concern. Um, I don't think someone Murat talent-wise is has as much potential as uh, you know, for example, the other guys I mentioned like Nokia, Schickling, uh, Van Heerden, Skuman. Um, I think he's better than Hiron Andrews, so I wouldn't mind him being selected. Um, Murat, I mean. But yeah, it's a bit it's a bit out there. Um, but there will be one pick, like I said. Mm. There's there's going to be at least one guy in the tight five in the second round at least um, that we haven't seen before, I think. And it could just be be more than someone else. Mm. Well, I guess just to, to round all this off, uh, sorry, my phone. Uh, report that during the rugby paper record I'd argue um, they've just noted Grant Williams he's expected to earn a man and call up and they did mention the Murat in the running 
as well. So, I guess all eyes will be on wherever the announcement is made tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Okay. Is, that, is that our alarm for? Yeah, up, I, I, yeah. I guess I guess time is up. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll stop. We'll stop that right there. Um, Alex, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, and you're wanting to destroy the, all the state system and world rugby. No, I'm, I'm joking. I, I like the fact you're so passionate. And I hope a lot of people direct constructive criticism or discussion your way. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a discussion I'm more than ready to have. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt, thank you. Uh, thank you for being here as always. No, no, always a pleasure. Away. Um, and yeah, I guess thanks to me. So it's, it's always nice to be here speaking for myself in a cupboard. Oh, no, um, I see we're all getting just emails now from the office. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like t- time is up. <laughs> yeah, we will be back next week, and I guess we'll run the rule over the box squad a bit. Uh, but I hope Ben's here. He loves squad discussions. If you have been listening, thank you very much uh, for doing so. Enjoy the rugby coming forward. Autumn tests are coming up, it's going to be awesome. We will catch you next week. Thanks very much.